0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the e-commerce talk. As we close out 2020, thank God, and look into the bright shining light that is 2021, I'd like to share with you a conversation around digital disruption from an event that we held a few months back. As a part of the Tech Talk series, I was joined by Mark Miles, the VP of Implementation at Sauna Commerce, to discuss how companies could and should have handled the latest disruption. So with that, enjoy our Tech Talk centered around digital disruption for B2B companies all right hi everybody and welcome to today's tech talk tuesday Uh, before we dive into the ins and outs of today's conversation i'd like to set the stage for our listeners digital transformation is on everyone's radar but not everyone is positioned to embrace it b2b businesses worldwide still struggle to make a case for digitization and only a few digital leaders are leveraging e-commerce to achieve their transformation goals or succeed in mastering b2b business agility Previously, if you had a web store that was built before 2014, it was already likely that your business had outgrown its own e-commerce solution. In four years, your market, your customers, your business, and perhaps even your technical infrastructure had changed. If your web store hadn't, it probably wasn't an ideal fit for purpose anymore. You may have noticed fewer repeat purchases, a higher abandoned cart rate, or a higher volume of offline orders resurging now skip to today in 2020 and we've certainly seen a dramatic shift in this mindset and according to mckenzie transformations are about more than just adding new technologies they are driven by the needs of customers and employees as well as the imperatives of shareholders and regulators the more holistic understanding of technology's role requires an entirely new mindset that enables the business and technology organizations to work as one So with all that background in mind, I'd like to welcome our technical expert today, Mark Miles, VP of Implementation North America here at Sauna Commerce. Mark, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Yeah, Sam, thanks for having me. Good afternoon.
0: Of course, yeah. So I'm gonna kick off the discussion with our first topic. The question is, what have been the challenges and opportunities in B2B that you've noticed in the market? And have you personally seen any business any businesses who have faced the same challenges?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, with uh, some of the trends we saw in 2018, 2019, um, before COVID, we saw a lot of uh, businesses being faced with a changing customer buying journey. Um, You know, it started to become more and more about uh, business relationships were increasingly more personal wasn't corporate to corporate is very much a focused on a relationship based selling approach. Um, and in the same time, we saw very much that strict business to business organizations were changing to become more tech savvy. You know, everybody is used to in their personal life uh, purchasing online. I'm very used to uh, the Amazon experience or online ordering uh, shipment to home, those types of things. And we see that bleeding over into business to business world as well, where the younger generation coming in is looking for technology on a day to day basis that they use where they want to be able to order for their business and for their work in the same manner that they are, uh, you know, in their own personal life. Um, some of the other challenges that we're seeing, you know, now with COVID upon us and, you know, a number of months into it at this point, we're seeing supply chain uh, management, optimization, challenges around being able to deliver on time, uh, you know, organizations having to shift for uh, more purchase online, pick up on store, or maybe even ship directly to, to uh, residential locations instead of business locations, a number of shifting landscape type of things like that as well.
0: Nice, yeah. And what about, um, have you personally seen any any customers, per, for instance, or maybe other businesses outside of SANA that maybe have faced these same challenges?
1: Yeah, I think um, outside of SANA itself, um, you know, we work with a number of ERP partners. Um, they're also facing a similar approach with a uh, software delivery, um, having to do implementations more remote, more online, having to really build those relationships with their clients to deliver. Um, In looking at our customer base, the customers that we work with as well, we have a number of clients that have either tried to ramp up and move quickly with certain products um, or um, uh, readjust how their supply chain works is a good example. Um, you know, I've been involved in a number of conversations with our clients on how do we optimize shipping calculation in the changing landscape of, you know, we used to do only business or, or commercial delivery, and now how do we handle a uh, changing landscape?
0: Mm-hmm. So would you say that definitely the digital investment that they've made Prior to 2020, for instance, has helped them succeed to where they're currently sitting at right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think you know, um, for the companies who were well prepared from a technology perspective, had a lot of the groundwork. You know, it mm-hmm. meant that they had um, an ERP system or a third-party shipping provider integrated, or an add-on solution for their ERP system, or a solution like Santa that integrates already in place and ready to run and the changes that we're doing now are adapting or modifying for their new business need. You know, it's not a matter of having to build a solution from the ground up, you know, a lot of the companies that that were positioned well, like I mentioned, had the groundwork already there.
0: Mhm. And maybe, you know, I know we'll dive into this a little bit more in, in just a few minutes, but in terms of like innovations and you know looking forward a little bit further into let's let's just even go one year in 2021 do you see any sort of external tools or trends that are happening that um you know particularly people with um, a stable e-commerce solution are, are attempting to try now
1: yeah absolutely i think um You know, it used to be just enough to have an e-commerce platform and be able to offer your products online. More and more, you've got to go that next step. It's becoming more competitive um, being online. So things like uh, predictive analytics, external tools that help guide your marketing, um, third-party marketing tool integrations, even, you know, artificial intelligence we see come up more and more often as, you know, helping to build next-level data. Um, You know, big data was the big push two or three years ago now that we've built all of that big data we have e-commerce and uh, you know all these systems connected that can gather that data now it's being able to put into place tools and processes that allow you to quickly evaluate um, uh, that data uh, mm-hmm. i think you know one of the the you know, for most of the companies we work with you know in the smb space in the last 18 or 24 months you really see a push for tools like power bi or other analytics tools um, and I think you see these companies building beyond just reports but starting to build predictive models you know and I mm-hmm. think you know uh, that's what I think the ultimate goal is for a lot of our companies is to use the data that they're gathering to be able to make smarter decisions
0: absolutely I, I can attest to that personalization is probably the number one thing that we talk about on the marketing side of things so I'm sure it's it's definitely a topic um, happening on the tech side as well. Um, So switching gears just a little bit here, um, you know, how can sauna help businesses who may be still struggling to maneuver this disruption? Um, And are there any examples that you could possibly share?
1: Yeah. um, So, you know, there's, like I mentioned, for some of our existing customer base, there are, you know, on the team, we've got our customer success managers, um, our support team that's available to review your new challenges with you and plan ahead. You know, our customer success team is definitely positioned to be able to review how your business model is changing and how you can either tweak the settings, modify how the you know the Santa system operates, or even help start the process of defining maybe new professional services or customizations that we can build on the platform to to offer. Um, you know, I know in the same way we have some clients that uh, are moving very rapidly to launch new sites. So, uh, we had a customer come to us, ChemCrest, um, they joined us about a year and a half ago and had a, a, a pretty robust uh, rollout of multiple shops, you know, I think it, it's plus 20 number of shops that they're looking to roll out over a two or three year period. and we built the plan, you know, had the ideas of what the directions we were going to go and quickly at the beginning of covid they realized as a company that provides chemical products they were positioned to change their business model from working with direct to you know working with consum- with uh, distributors or uh, automotive OEM manufacturers to distribute chemicals that they could pivot to be doing something like hand sanitizer sales direct to um, nonprofits or to the general public. So wow. they came to us, you know, four months into a project that we had planned over a two and a half, three year period and said, Hey, that project plan we wrote, can we rip it up? <laughs> can we pivot? And uh, basically, you know, how quickly can we launch a site dedicated to this new product we want to launch? And in with ChemCrest, you know, we were they had very specific business needs and there were some regulations again and some of the products they were looking to sell um, you know we were able to to pivot and help provide them since we had the base system already in place we were able to move quickly in um, you know building out a technology for their for their immediate need
0: mm-hmm. uh, you kind of touched on this but maybe you could just elaborate a little bit further here is what does the customer success team look like for for one of yeah. our clients
1: Yeah, so in general, um, all of our customers um, have uh, paired up with them a customer success manager. It's an individual here in our New York office uh, that will work with them on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly basis to build planning. Um, Typically, that's just an individual. That's their primary point of contact to help. Uh, build business decisions and a roadmap for an organization. Um, but behind that um, uh, customer success manager is a pretty robust team. They have direct access to you know the support team. They meet with the support team every day. They they work with the project managers that help do initial implementation and change requests. They have access to our technical staff, our product team, you know the direct core product team. So while you have kind of a one-on-one point of contact with someone who knows your business intimately, they are the the key link to a web of other individuals in the organization. Got it.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's a lot easier to have a, a straight point of contact than trying to, you know, yeah. just chat a whole bunch of people at once. So that's good. That's great to hear. Um, I think one other thing I want to touch on here just in terms of, you know, maneuvering disruption is around this idea of agility. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think ChemCrest certainly, they – they're a great example. One other one that maybe we could touch on just briefly here is um, uh, Pepco and kind of how they they did it even quicker <laughs> than yeah. Kim They came, you know, maybe you could um, explain a bit more about that example.
1: Yeah. in the example of Pepco um, was an extremely quick buying process. They were in a similar position where they needed to get to market as quickly as possible. And, you know, Being a software vendor, we have sort of our standard process that we run clients through. Pepco said, you know, no matter how fast you can run, this process may not be quick enough for us. So we kind of set our normal process aside and built a special rollout plan just for them where we, did requirements analysis, installation, implementation, client testing, and launch all in three weeks, um, which is pretty remarkable for a brand new e-commerce platform. Um, uh, They weren't replacing a system, they were kind of, I'm sorry, they were replacing a system. So one of the added challenges to that as well was making sure that we maintained uh you know redirects and links and those types of things and the strategy to transfer them from their old platform to the santa platform had to be also baked in on top of that got it
0: yeah i mean i i think i've heard that story a few times now and it's just it's still like it's pretty incredible i mean i think a lot of things in 2020 in general probably feel very you know doom and gloom but when you when you hear a story like that or really Many others like it. Um, it just kind of it makes you feel hopeful and like, okay, yeah. this year this year was terrible, but it's not completely horrendous, completely lost, you know.
1: Yeah, and Pepco was a great client to work with. They they had a realistic expectation of what could be done. Um, they were more than happy to run with our core product that serviced ninety. 90- 95% of their needs and directly afterwards, you know, after they went live, we let the dust settle for a few days and we moved directly into a plan of doing some professional services to catch up on that last five or 10% of what they needed specifically for their industry. So, you know, it, it you know, that was also very helpful in this case that they had a very, they were as driven as we were to get them live as quickly as possible.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it takes two to tango right now, so that's good.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> um, so i think on this you know now we're on the a little bit more of the positive side of of 2020 here or so we'd like to think um you know there are many businesses like like i mentioned who have had you know a record-breaking year or they have done pretty outstanding things so one thing i'd like to pose to you here is if my business for instance um has seen more demand more revenue as a result of this disruption how can i keep that momentum going and how has you know how has sana helped or how
1: can Zon help do that? Yeah, first and foremost, like I mentioned earlier, relationships, um, customer relationships, maintaining and building that long-lasting relationship um, is really a a key driver and a strategy that has to be put into place. You know, it's too easy for people to jump and say, hey, we're going to work with somebody else, you know, or save a penny here, save a penny there, where, you know, if you have a solid relationship with your customers, um, you know, they're going to be willing to, to work with you. Um, Directly, and uh, secondly, I think we talked briefly about it before. Some of the evolution and the the ability to adapt. It's keeping one eye on the day to day operations and one on the horizon of you know being positioning yourself um, to be in an area where you can take care or take advantage of the latest technology.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, certainly. I think that um, you know if twenty twenty could have a word, it would be evolve, adapt, or pivot one of the three, right? So that's that's great to hear. So in terms of leveraging Sauna to, you know, evolve my e-commerce regularly, mm-hmm. um, can you explain a bit more um, about how Sauna Commerce Cloud would be able to help businesses do that?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, Sauna Commerce Cloud is a new technology that we've launched, a new platform for us. Uh, it kind of checks the major boxes of a little bit of what we talked about and then goes beyond that. So some of the things like we, our product has a deep integration with the ERP, so we leverage, you know, the power and the knowledge and the data that's already there. So that's that's our traditional product always had that. But Santa Commerce Cloud takes that and then has an enhanced cost, uh, content management system and user front end on it. We've rebuilt that front end to have a single uh, page application approach where we're only loading the specific sections of the page that are needed as you navigate um, that you know helps us with performance that helps us with you know being able to uh, launch sites quickly because we're able to build the content around those types of approaches um, it also uh, really allows us to uh, uh, you know beyond just a beautiful front end we've also built into the system at the moment to prepare for the next step as well while it's a brand new product that we launched this quarter it's also preparing us for you know the next year and the year after that because underneath the hood there are some things coming that you know you know insider news there's a couple things that we're ready to launch with it um headless um, e-commerce solutions is something that we see on our uh right on horizon coming and then secondarily um you know we're starting to build out our own analytics layer or analytics engine where we're able to pull data both from the user interactions of uh, anybody using the site and their you know actions transition transactions and histories in, inside of the ERP system um, mm-hmm. so you know helping to keep that momentum or what's a little bit on the horizon I see you know we're working right now with a couple of clients in a Beta phase approach of our analytics that we're that uh, tool that we're building, and one good example, the client we were working with this past week, we were able to show a pattern of a product was hit pretty heavily on the site. People were coming and searching and reviewing the item, but they weren't purchasing it. But we could see in the data that it was one of the strong performers overall. And based on just drawing, you know, connecting the dots between the actions, we could see clients coming to the site but then picking up the phone and making a phone call, you know, and ordering it over the phone. And what we were able to uh, advise this client was, hey, these people who are picking up the phone, we should reach back out to them. Let's call them and ask them why didn't they complete that customer journey online. And after two or three phone calls, we found out that it was just simply some key specifications were missing, just some data on the page. And the Mm. Customers were hesitant to order because they didn't know, is this the exact product I needed? And having that analytics and that AI, well, you know, the next step would be AI, was able, you know, somebody who's an e-commerce manager could look back and say, hey, by adding three fields on this page we can increase the conversion rate of this product by x percent you know and it's still too early to see what the outcome is <laughs> but immediately you know the e-commerce manager for this client, this customer was entering that data on the site it's now up um and you know now we're tracking with our beta AI, uh, analytics tool to see okay this was the date that data was added let's see the conversion rate go up that's so cool yeah, yeah well, I'm really excited to see um, that, you know, that's just one anecdote of what um, analytics is going to be able to allow us to do. Um, and since we're able to see transaction history that happens outside of SANTA with our integration of the ERP and the user actions directly uh, inside of mm-hmm. SANTA, so we can see where people are clicking, where they're navigating through, you know, what the search terms that are be using, those types of things, tying that together um, you know, it's going to make it a pretty powerful tool for an e commerce, e com manager to, to really make educated decisions about their platform.
0: Yeah, uh, honestly, that w- that's so cool. I love hearing stories like that, just because I know. Again, I'm I'm speaking very much from a marketing standpoint here, but I mean, data is king. The more yeah. you know, I mean. It, it just it just makes everything a lot easier. Absolutely. Um, so so that's extremely exciting, and I can't wait to see you know how that plays out a bit more. Um, I I do want to take one s- small step back here, and my apologies yeah. if you did touch on this, but one of the the, the new pretty uh, well I think again I think it's really cool um, technical aspects of Sana Commerce Cloud is um, the React is React. Yeah. Um, And so maybe you could just touch on touch on that and why it is so you know monumental for us.
1: Yeah, so um, you know React, for those who may not know, is a new newer technology used to build the web front end, the portion portion of the site that a user sees. Um, And what's powerful about React is it allows us to be really intelligent in the design of the application, really for performance and for ease of administration so you know I touched on uh, single page application and allowing it to load very rapidly so if you're changing just the list of products just that section of the page changes what I didn't talk a little bit about was the administration side of it so you know part of our product is you, you know We don't want to be the organization you have to come to to change imagery and text on the site. We want to be the organization that helps you grow and helps you tackle the challenging things your organization needs to do. So we want our tool to have the capabilities for someone internal to be able to make content changes, layout changes, imagery changes. So with React, um, we've built a drag and drop interface to be able to change content, add content, um, imagery, you know, embed video, do a lot of those types of things. And the React technology really allowed us to open up the ease of being able to do that. It's a you know traditional WYSIWYG type approach where, you know, you could have a junior marketing person do a lot of the content manipulation and maintenance on on an e-commerce platform, freeing up the people uh, that are more senior or, or more devoted to strategy to not worry about the day-to-day mechanics of setting up content, but be focused on the strategic things that will so will improve. So React helps us help our customers free up the right resources to to work on content and then the strategy people to work on strategy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think one maybe one final question here because we are – running a little bit short on time, but um, in terms of you know where where our product sits in um, the current version as opposed to mm-hmm. SANA Commerce Cloud, maybe if you could just touch on some of the more um, prominent differences between the two.
1: Yeah, um, so with the, our new product and the redesign, um, the front end, the React technology, we talked about the single page architecture, You know, those are things we've talked about already. The other thing is we've really modified the application as you know you see you hear the term in the tech world the 2.0 type version this is really a reinvention of our application to set us up for the next you know three or five or Ten years, depending on what's necessary uh, of the application. We've also redone the ad administration panel, um, so the part that the you know everybody works in to configure the site. Um, that's been the UI has been redesigned. We've spent a lot of time there um, to to make it easier to administer the site. Um, you know, it's backed up with a new support site online, which you know tags in you know one to one for everything that you're doing in the admin site. The documentation is right there and available.
0: Mm-hmm. And what about, is there, are there any key differences um, depending on the ERP that maybe somebody's using? If somebody were using, um, you know, Microsoft Dynamics uh, Business Central as opposed to uh, for finance and operations, are there any key differences that the SANA application would play into each of those ERPs? Or is it pretty much standard across the board?
1: Yeah, I think um, the things that, allow us to have some differentiation there does align directly with each of those ERPs, you know, Mm -hmm. finance and operations um, is a, a modern evolution of the old AX system and AX had an add on called retail. Well, now retail has been kind of pulled into FNO. So you have advanced pricing mechanisms and things like that, that are available in FNO. Since we use a specific ERP system in the background to run some of those Logic and things uh, like the example of connecting to FNO versus uh, BC, you would have more dynamic pricing or on the fly pricing options because FNO has more of that baked in. Um, similarly, with okay. you know, a uh, difference with like SAP B1 or an SAP ECC, um, you know, ECC is a much higher end market uh, tool, but it's got more manufacturing capabilities and those types of things, and there are bits and portions of those things that we've pulled back into to our application either directly out of the box or through modification. You know, one of the more common things we see with manufacturers that is like lead time display. And mm-hmm. each of the ERPs handles that differently. And therefore we can inherit some of those differences in our application. Got it. Okay. Thank you for clearing that up a little bit. <laughs> All right, perfect.
0: Well, um Mark, I think I'm going to go ahead and close it out here. Um, I don't have anything further. Is there any additional comments that you want to you want to touch on before we wrap up?
1: No, Sam, I want to thank you for, you know, spending some time or joining having me join today.
0: Yeah, no. We appreciate your time very much. And that's it. I hope you enjoyed this conversation and found it useful. As always, if you have any questions on today's episode or if you'd like to hear more from one of our speakers, feel free to reach us at eCommerceTalk at sauna-commerce.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the eCommerce Talk on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your podcast player of choice. And if you like the eCommerce Talk podcast, make sure to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, bye. Let's, Let's get, get to, to talking, talking about e-commerce. About e-commerce.